21st floor. This could go either way, department. Assumptions, and the ass they make out of you and me, will often find a sword to fall on when we travel. And with post-COVID tourism slowly coming back online, this might be the time to tell a tale from a few years back when Cindy and I found ourselves standing at the intersection of April 30th and Vietnam. I'm Jeff Hoyt. This is Hoytus Interruptus. On April 30th, 1975, Saigon fell after years of war. In America, we remember the images of the last members of the U.S. Embassy being helicoptered off the roof. But for Vietnam, that's the day that North and South stopped being separate countries. April 30th is now Reunification Day, a national holiday. And Vietnam is where we just happen to be vacationing on the 37th observation of that holiday. How would that go? Our trip had begun two weeks earlier in Hanoi, a city we grew up being told was a nest of America's enemies. We found it to be a vibrant and colorful city filled with smiling, friendly people and the most weirdly efficient traffic I've ever seen. It seems everyone in Vietnam owns a scooter or motorcycle. Crosswalks? What are those? We were told to simply step off the curb and walk into the maelstrom. Steady pace, no stopping, no speeding up, no turning back. Violate any one of those and it won't end well. Sure enough, we were soon comfortably navigating yawning boulevards with eight lanes of scooter traffic flowing around us like blood cells in a pumping artery. From Hanoi, we took an overnight cruise through Halong Bay, where thousands of limestone karsts or islands rise from the water. Today, the bay is being overloved by dozens of tour boats like ours. It was great fun, but wow, the only thing missing was a traffic helicopter. A highlight for Cindy and me was an early morning kayak through eroded arches so low to the water we had to duck, popping out all alone into a protected lagoon with forested cliffs on all sides and the echoing calls of extremely rare langur monkeys bouncing off the jagged walls. A peak moment if ever there was one. After some beach time on the South China Sea, we arrived in the city of Canto in the Mekong Delta. We visited the floating markets, we cruised the picturesque canals, and it was here where we learned that we'd arrived on the eve of Reunification Day. Now, for our entire trip, we had seen a grand total of zero Americans. And we wondered, is this a holiday we intentionally steer clear of, and Cindy and I just didn't get the memo? What would it be like to be the only Americans in Vietnam on the day they celebrate our departure? Would this be a day of reflection? or a belated up yours to the United States. Back home, this kind of thing could go either way, so we took to the streets with a bit of trepidation. But of course, there was nothing to worry about. Every local who heard our accents welcomed us as special guests. Families pushed their young children at us to pose for pictures. Teenagers practiced their English. Kids playing soccer invited us into their games. I spent ten minutes failing to score on this nine-year-old goalkeeper who jumped like a spider in front of everything I sent his way. That evening, people gathered beneath the stage of a ceremonial pavilion. We stood off to the side. This was their moment, not ours. What followed was a dramatic recreation of scenes not unlike those played out in wartime America. A family bemoans the absence of a son who is away fighting the war. Then the son appears, the music swells, and the family is reunited. The son, in this case, was an elderly former Viet Cong soldier, 
bedecked in his original uniform, now far too big and baggy to fit his shrinking frame. Then a procession of sixty to seventy-year-old veterans walked on stage to receive thanks from the crowd. It was jarring to see men we'd been taught were dangerous, now old and frail, being celebrated with music and flowers. After the ceremony, we explored the night market. The locals continued to seek us out, take our pictures, introduce us to their children, and make our assumptions from the night before look pretty silly. Just a little post-COVID reminder to take with us as we dust off our passports and re-engage with the world. From an island in the upper left-hand corner of the lower 48, that's Hoytus Interruptus. I'm Jeff Hoyt. Whoa!